Hey guys! Hi! Welcome to Hello Next Level, a personal development podcast to help you navigate uncomfortable times and uplevel your life through personal development, mindset tips, and self-discovery. We are your hosts, Taylor and Kirsten, and we're here to help you uncover your highest potential, support you, and create a community of like-minded, badass girl pals. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to Hello Next Level. We are back, baby, and not recording the day before an episode drops. We are more prepared (laughs) than last week. (laughs) Uh, That being said, welcome back. I'm happy to be recording. I have been on one, I feel like, with the podcast this week, so I feel jazzed and like ready to go. Yeah, we got some big things coming for you guys, so (laughs) keep your panties on. (laughs) I'm so excited I like want to spill it all at the same time but I also want to wait until it's like like the cream of the crop perfect you know like dazzled in gold and then just like hand it on a silver platter (laughs) I'm so excited me too we're so excited to share all these things with you guys but I will say today's episode will be talking about loneliness and opening up about loneliness, kind of how to cope with loneliness, things of that nature. We just haven't really done. I feel like I'm afraid it's going to be more of like a somber episode, but I don't, I can't really tell the the vibes uh, preemptively. I feel like this will be helpful for a lot of people because I feel like it's something that I would want to listen to. And I kind of, we scheduled this topic weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And I kind of set myself up (laughs) for this. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to get into it on here for a while, but I'm definitely experiencing that myself. So it'll be an interesting topic to discuss. And I kind of screwed myself, but we're sticking with the topic anyway, because I feel like it'll be helpful for some of you guys. That's how we grow. You got to push through it. It's like a huge theme in the notes that I took. You got to grow through it. Okay. (laughs) Grow through what you go through. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But first uh, we just have like, you know, some of our own like fun updates for you. Also, I really like your mug. It's so cute. It says sweet pea, which you are. Uh, (laughs) uh, I have my mason jar here, which I actually heard a really sad story about Kirsten's mason jar the other day. Oh, yep. That mason jar is no longer. Um, this is last week, but uh, it I actually I've dropped that mason jar straight, knocked it straight off this table <laughs> onto the ground when I was living in Delaware and it didn't shatter. Like, I don't understand how we were on FaceTime when this happened. Mm-hmm. Don't understand, it didn't break. Then last week, long story short, it got knocked off Sad the table and it shattered. and it's gone. Yeah. Not that there aren't other mason jars in the world, but like that was just like my that was my mason jar and my world mm. shattered. So that's how I feel <laughs> along with your mason jar. <laughs> yes, both <laughs> both of those things happened last week. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if anyone's noticed like in our clips or anything, but like the like both of us having mason jars as our, our like main form of drinkware has just been <laughs> like something funny because when we had our episode with Stephanie about manifestation, uh, like 
we all met each other because it was during quarantine, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all met each other via Zoom because of that. And we all popped on and all had (laughs) we were all (laughs) drinking out of a mason jar. And it was just like this cute like thing we all bonded over. Um, So if you ever see comments from Stephanie on our stuff about like, oh, the mason jar is back, like it was just funny and dorky and I think we definitely think it's funnier than a mason jar I think we think it's funnier than it actually is but (laughs) they're probably like why are you guys still still talking about the mason jar okay we know you drink out of a freaking mason jar (laughs) it's gonna be more important when we have our own brand of mason jar so I think it's funny and (laughs) it's fine (laughs) so anyway um there's our mason jar story but um my main update for the week besides that I've been like podcast central just because I'm so freaking excited for all this stuff G and I went and saw uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings on Tuesday and it's probably one of my like top three Marvel movies and it was it was just so good like the fighting scenes were good the culture in it was amazing like the music was very cool the story was like really unexpected like I've I've always been into Marvel but I don't really know anything about the Marvel comics however 100 110% recommend it definitely go see it in theaters it's like a three-hour movie we were there forever but it was really good um (laughs) It was worth the three hours, I swear. But otherwise, like we we also went and got dinner together, you, me, and G, um, yesterday at a really good Greek restaurant, and I feel like I'm still full from it. But that was super fun, and I'm going to a raise game tonight. I'm going to a raise game, which will be super fun with a friend um, before she also moves somewhere that's not on this side of the coast (laughs) um and uh then by the time this episode comes out my family will be here so they'll they're gonna be here for like two weeks which is cool so um yeah busy busy rest of the week ahead of me I'm excited I didn't realize your family was coming so soon it's in a couple days yeah they'll be here on yeah, they leave their flight leaves like in the evening on Sunday and okay. then um, they get here on Monday and I won't see them till the weekend, like till like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But my stepdad has like a, a conference thing in Orlando anyway, so it's not like they're going to be bored. They'll have things to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. Family time. Yeah. You're going to have family time soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm gonna keep my update vague and say what am I gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say that <laughs> much like a mason jar my life is in shambles and I don't have an update that I want to give until next week (laughs) and that's That's, fine that's what my update is going to be my update is that my life is a mess right now so if any of your guys' lives are messes i fist bump you virtually (laughs) 
Um, She's in the same boat. I'm fine. I'm great. However, <laughs> however, I don't have an update. And yeah, I literally, my brain is squashed. I don't have an update. I can't even think <laughs> about what I've been doing for a week. I mean, you guys know I've been bouncing around everywhere lately. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind um, or don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's all over the place right now, but it's fine. You'll be back. You'll be back soon. Yeah, I'll be back to a normal pace um, in the next couple of weeks. But for this week, I'm opting out of updates. Sounds good. Then I say we get right into it um, and start talking about loneliness, which obviously sounds like a fun subject. <laughs> oh, this is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, where where do you want to start with this? Yeah, I feel like this is a topic that everyone deals with, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. Yeah. Like, I feel like people are scared to say that they're lonely it's kind of like this silent struggle you go through by yourself when it happens Mm -hmm. to you yeah and you and which just makes you feel lonelier because then you're like I feel so lonely and nobody else feels like this you think everyone else is just like happily hanging out with a million other people and in relationships and with their family and you might feel like you're the only one experiencing loneliness Mm -hmm. but chances are you're not we just don't talk about it enough I think yeah no I agree with you and I think that there's so often a response to that that points to like oh you just need to like like oh you don't enjoy being alone like no I didn't say that like I you might enjoy being alone but being alone and feeling lonely are two different things and I feel like they often get lumped together yeah I agree. I think there's a fine line between feeling lonely because you're you just don't have that relationship with yourself where you're comfortable being alone, which if that sounds like you, you should go listen to our episode on how to enjoy being alone. I forget which episode number it is, but it's somewhere in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then feeling lonely because you're actually lacking human connection or you have been for a while like it's hard to tell if it's literally just because you it's something you need to work on internally or if it's something that you need to go out and seek more relationships in your life and you need to build more relationships because once once you become more okay with enjoying your own company I feel like you'll experience loneliness less or it'll feel less traumatizing when it happens but on the other hand you might actually feel lonely because you, I don't know, a lot of us were in quarantine and didn't, weren't able to see the people we cared about or that we loved or anyone for that matter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a big thing, but it takes a level of self-awareness to know how to deal with it in either situation. Yeah. I think you like touched on a point that I wanted to make too, that like we said, it's like not always tying to just you like physically being by yourself like loneliness can be triggered also by like things like events or happenings in your life like I know that when I first moved here like I think that it was it was weird because so it was such a quick move it it only it was like a a split decision and then 30 days and I was out of there 
Mm-hmm. And I think that like my loneliness kind of gradually snuck out, up on me, like as the months went by here, but I covered it up with meeting people at work and going out to get drinks and like going dancing and just like always being busy, like with work and with my social life and things like that. So it was almost like the loneliness was there. I was just like masking it by like doing things. And it's not like, like I would gladly, you know, go sit on the hammock by myself, go read by myself, go for a bike ride by myself. I was fine with all of those things, but it was like the loneliness was coming from the fact that I like moved away and I, there was no like physical connection to like people that I had left back on the West coast. So it was just Mm -hmm. like going through something that big, like moving away. And, um, I don't know, there would almost be like fears accompanying that where like, am I going to grow apart from the people that I left over there? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it can sometimes get lonely when you're trying to make new friends because you don't know which ones are going to stick around. You don't know which you know, people are going to become friends. It's just like a, it's a process, like just like dating, like when you're single and you're trying to find someone like to be your partner, like it can be a lonely process. So I, I just wanted to touch on some of those things. Cause like being loneliness is just, it's part of the human experience in general, but there's a lot of things that can trigger it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's a good point you were saying like you were filling up your time with technically you were surrounded by a ton of people, but you can still be in a room full of people and still feel lonely, especially if they're people that you don't really vibe with or you don't feel connected to, or maybe you don't know that well. So that can be tough because there's like a, there's a waiting period before you (laughs) are really Mm -hmm. close with people. So yeah, like moving across the country is a good example or I don't know, feeling lonely in a new work environment oh, like, yeah, is a, a big one. one too, because you feel so out of the loop and it takes a while before you feel like you belong or included in things. And like you are close to these people, which in some cases you might never be, you're not going to be close to every single person you meet, <sighs> but that is a struggle and it is difficult. And I definitely mm-hmm. felt that when I moved from Oregon to Florida too. Like you feel out of place. So it makes you feel lonely. And then the stress of like, what if I can't keep up the relationships that I left behind? And what if we grow apart? Mm -hmm. Well, that like, that's a point I wanted to touch on too, actually was like, I guess basically growing apart for lack of a better term. Like basically when you're, when you remove yourself from like an environment that's not suiting you, or I don't know, you remove something from your life that's not, adding value or you leave someone like a person who like feels familiar or comfortable to you. Like it's, you know, like there's things associated with any one of those that can cause that loneliness. Like it's literally just even, I feel like it can even be tied to like your habits almost. Like if you're, even though you're trying to like break maybe a, a bad habit, I don't know. Like I'm just going to say a silly one, like you drink soda every day. I don't know. Even trying to break free of that habit because it's like a comfort zone. It can almost be another trigger for just 
not, I mean, you're not going to be lonely because you stopped drinking soda, but <laughs> like it's, it invokes like a similar feeling because yeah. you're leaving that comfort zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I mean, when you go through a breakup, it's that comfort of having that person there all the time. And mm-hmm. I guess you, some, in some cases, or at least for me, you don't realize how much you rely on having someone there all the time mm-hmm. to make you feel not lonely. So then when it's like the contrast of not having it and then all these fears pop in your up in your head and it's just easy to spiral and yeah yeah well the relationship one's a hard one too because it's like you're you're almost so used to these this person or or like this company around you 24 7 that you have to be in that conversation of like our how to be alone episode where you have to literally ask that person like Hey, I do need some alone time by myself. Like, can I, I I just need like to take myself on a date downtown and like Mm -hmm. take myself to a cafe. It's just funny how like you, you work so hard on being okay with like being by yourself when you're single. And then, you know, as you're meeting people or whatever, you're allowing them into your life and it just a million percent switches. Yeah. And then like, now you're so used to eating dinner with this person doing things with this person that it's like so ingrained in your everyday life that when they're not there anymore it feels like a huge shock and you Mm want to like hurry up and cover it up and like yeah build the holes which sucks but I was also thinking that's probably why a lot of people stay in jobs that they don't like too like not only do people stay in unhealthy relationships but they also stay in it doesn't even have to be like an unhealthy work environment, but just one that you don't enjoy because it's familiar and comfortable and predictable. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you don't want to feel, maybe you feel really integrated with your coworkers and you have a good relationship with everyone you work with. So then moving jobs is really scary because you don't want to feel lonely. Like you have a sense of belonging in this workplace, even though you don't like the work you're doing. And maybe you're not making as much money as you would like to be or that you could be if you worked at this other place. But then so you stay because it's comfortable and you don't want to feel lonely or like not in the group of these people anymore. So you stay there. But really, you would be doing so much better if you move to a different company or whatever. So I think that's where it like comes in and to like to the point of working on being secure with yourself and giving yourself everything that you need instead of relying on it from other people. Not that you shouldn't have relationships or you shouldn't rely on other people for things, but it's a healthy balance of it. Otherwise you'll probably end up holding yourself back from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Just That's a really good point. Purely for comfort. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about the work aspect of it. I, I completely agree with that. Like, I feel like I used to always think about it like in terms of like generational differences almost like when I I had this job in college and I was there for like a year and a half and I um, met a lot of people that, you know, had been there for 20, 30, 40 years even. Mm -hmm. And like in my head, I was like, man, like can't believe like that's, you know, that's just kind of how that generation works kind of like they just they took a job to stay there forever, like, you know, pension and things like that and our generation is so much not like that but I don't I never really looked at it in the way of like comfort zones and wanting to avoid the loneliness of like Mm -hmm. looking for a job and 
and, you know, having to pitch yourself to a new job and meeting new people and learning a new position, like things like that. So I like that point that you brought up. I, the only reason I was able to make that point is because I feel that way myself and I just force myself to, (laughs) to not always stay, I guess, which Mm -hmm. sometimes is a very long drawn out, painful process, as you know, but it's because I literally, I have those thoughts and those feelings. And I also see it in my parents sometimes, or like, I, like, I feel like I see that in other people. And then what, then I experience it. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. Like I get the appeal of staying solely so that you're comfortable and you feel like you have, but that's the other thing too. Even if you decide to stay somewhere based off comfort, because you're scared of things changing, things Mm -hmm. are going to change, whether you change them or not. Like the other people are going to leave and get new jobs. Maybe if you stay in a relationship because you solely for comfort your partner is probably going to get wind of that and end up leaving you because you're not staying for the right reasons so whether you decide to make the change or not I think it's going to happen so better you do it and use it as an opportunity to grow and become more comfortable being alone than just wait for it to happen to you because I think that's more painful yeah it's like the fear of of loneliness that is what holds you back really Mm -hmm. Like you fear it so much that you would rather kind of just endure whatever you're in already. Like, yeah, because you think that like comfort is going to outshine the it's loneliness. Like, it's like that saying, I forget how to say it. Like the pain, you know, is better than the pain you don't or like something like that. Yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's predictable. You know what you know what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. But the other option that's probably a million times better, you don't, you're, is it's not unknown. certain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Well, like with all of that stuff, like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of ways that you can at least manage that, whether it's, you know, whether it's because you're, you're like wanting to stay in your comfort zone and you can't get out of it or, you know, whether you're, I guess, preparing for potential lonely feelings. Like if you're planning to move away, if you're planning to, you know, if you need to cut a tie in your life, if you feel that you're growing apart with someone, whatever it may be, like it sounds and feels daunting, I'm sure, but there's lots of ways to manage it. And I think like the very first one, like off the top of my head is just taking it slow and like not expecting too much from yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes any sign of like sadness for any of those things or like fear from any of those things can be so scary. Like, Oh my God. And I like, don't want to be lonely. I don't want to feel like the deep sadness of feelings, like anything like that can be scary. And so you almost like, I feel like a human thing is to like jump to, um, like immediate relief points almost like, I don't know, just, um, what's the term I'm thinking of? Like immediate relief. I don't know. Like, I can't think of the word, like when you're, I don't know, social media, for instance, like you're just looking for likes, you're looking for like immediate, um, gratification, interaction, serotonin. Yeah. Gratification. Thank you. So I feel like, you know, when you don't remind yourself to take it slow in those situations, I think that that's when those like 
that urgency for immediate relief can really pop up, like whether it's eating or drinking or sex or shopping or like whatever, like is something that you feel like will cause that immediate relief. That's when those feelings kind of come out. So just remember to like, take it slow and be easy on yourself and like, let yourself feel through the feelings that you need to feel through. Just you don't have to dwell on them. Like it's okay to let those feelings, like feel them and let them pass. It doesn't mean you're forgetting about the things that you're moving on from. Yeah. I think that's an important point is to let yourself feel the feelings, but also pay attention to how you're thinking. Cause I think we said this in a previous episode, but we just perpetuate the bad feelings by the way we think. So if you're experiencing an emotion that you is really uncomfortable. Don't keep feeding it by like thinking about the subject. Like you have this Mm -hmm. bad feeling about maybe you and your best friend are no longer friends anymore. And you had a falling out and you feel sick to your stomach and you're upset about it. You can either just acknowledge, okay, I, I feel this way. I'm feeling anxious, whatever the feeling is. And try healthy distractions or sit there and think what if I would have done this or I should call Mm -hmm. her I should do this or it's my fault and like then you just keep basically injecting more of that those bad emotions into yourself by continuing to think on the topic instead of finding some sort of constructive outlet it's so hard to do that too like yeah it's so hard it's impossible it's it's very hard I I'll share something that like I don't remember if I've shared this from therapy before, but it was something like when I first got there, I was having issues like separating my emotions from my thoughts. And, um, something she told me was like, try to verbally separate yourself. Like, instead of like, I, I don't have a good enough body. Like I am feeling like heavily sad and lonely. Like, I don't know what to do about it. Instead of thinking like those definitive thoughts like try to separate yourself by saying like I'm having a thought about this Mm -hmm. like I'm having thoughts about loneliness I'm Mm -hmm. having thoughts about um this person and I growing apart like rather than I don't know why it worked so well but like just the fact that that statement was no longer sounded or felt definitive helped me separate myself from them. And it still takes practice. It's not like you say it once the different way and it's better, Mm -hmm. but it just like, it almost rewires your brain a little bit into, into telling yourself like it's, it's not forever. And I also like to think of it as like, you're going through a withdrawal. So you're kind of experiencing all these terrible emotions, but it's outside of your control. Like as if you're an alcoholic who stopped drinking alcohol, So in that case, you kind of just have to sit there and let it happen and just know that it's going to take time for you to recover, but don't put so much pressure on yourself to do something about it. You just kind of have to feel the emotions as uncomfortable as they are. And eventually the new normal that you're experiencing will feel normal and you'll feel comfortable in that. You're just kind of like... Mm -hmm having withdrawals from releasing whatever situation it is that you're letting go of. So yeah, I feel like feeling intensely lonely is like going through withdrawals from whatever it is that you're craving, I guess. Yeah. And I, I will mention too, like, just because I mentioned therapy a few minutes ago, like 
if loneliness is like a feeling you cannot get away from, like we will, I feel like we will always endorse going to therapy. Like it's oh, yeah. it literally, it literally does no harm to go talk to someone and mm-hmm. like, just yeah. try to work through things like that. And there's no, like, there's never any like shame around it or anything. Like all you're doing is like bettering yourself and understanding yourself more. So if, if loneliness is something that you feel so deeply all the time and you don't feel like you can get away from it, or you don't feel like you can handle it on your own, therapy is always an option. I will say also, if you're just going through a period of time right now where you're struggling with feeling lonely, some like quick things that I guess I would, I will do. And I do to feel better initially is like call up your friends, call your parents, cry on the phone to someone, go to therapy, mm-hmm. or like, I'll literally put on a comfort show. Like I'll put on new girl yeah. like, friends or something. Cause that, or like a comfort YouTube channel, comfort mm-hmm. podcast. If you want to listen hey. to us talk, <laughs> cause then it makes me feel like there are other people there or I'll even look up like videos of other people talking about feeling lonely and seeing that someone else is going through a similar emotion as me is comforting in a way and like kind of goes to show that it's not going to be forever Mm -hmm. so I feel like talking to someone anybody like helpful if you can't talk to someone literally like indirectly like on the internet watch videos of people might as well watch your favorite tv show watch your comfort movie um and music listen to music um read a book if that's what you're into which i hope you're into it because we're into that but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um or working out like exercising moving your body that'll help you one it'll distract you and two it'll make you happy (laughs) and it'll make you feel good so Mm -hmm. Any of those things super helpful. I'm trying to think of other like in the moment things that you could do. Go for a walk, get outside. I feel like I totally agree. Like one of two of the ones actually you mentioned like peer support and like getting outside. I was going to say as well, um, I feel like our glimmer menu that we talk about every so often is kind of relevant here too. It might be more of a small scale glimmer menu, but I feel like looking at something like that or having a list, like we've said, but smell good, things that taste good, things that sound good, like just things that you enjoy. Like it's just, it's like a little cheat sheet for your own like brain, your own heart, your own body. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's not, it doesn't mean you're like, less capable in any way you just you have a little cheat sheet and just be like one of these has to sound good like maybe doing a puzzle like just that is working your brain and it just turns your focus from like these revolving thoughts in your head that you're trying not to spiral out with and you're moving that attention to your puzzle or painting or your show or working out like you said like something just something else Mm -hmm. yeah healthy distractions I guess is Mm -hmm. the key yeah because overall I think overall it's gonna one take time and two take you learning how to be comfortable with yourself and three mm -hmm. if it really is like you just need other people in your life that might also take time because maybe you you have 
you're making new friends or you're in an area where you don't have access to your close friends and family. So it's going to take time for you to create new relationships. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention too, that there is a point that I found really interesting that I hadn't ever thought of before that I wanted to share with you. So the, the main point of it was basically put your past in perspective. And when I read that headline, I was thinking like the past as in ways like that I've previously felt lonely or friends or family of mine that have expressed their loneliness to me, or like, that's what I was thinking of when I thought of the past, but it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. And it was saying how, like, if you think about it, we began our life as little babies, as being dependent, like Mm -hmm. on another human being. So being alone almost feels alarming sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of the exercises that we shared in our episode, how to enjoy being alone, like those come in handy along with the things that we've talked about today. But it was just like, I hadn't really thought of, I guess, that deeply about how hard it can be like sometimes or for some people to be alone. But sometimes that dependency is so ingrained in you that it just like being alone feels like a shock or it feels like the last you're the last person on earth or you know it could even feel as intense as like abandonment or that you don't have anyone in your life like it can get as intense as that but it was just something interesting that I read I had never really thought about the fact that like we start our life dependent and as we grow like sure, there's going to be points and times when, you know, we don't have a significant other, or maybe we live away from our friends and family, but there's still work people, or there's still the barista at your coffee shop, or there's still your group of people at the gym, whatever it is. Um, and then you also have the things you were mentioning, like TV and music and, and podcasts and things like that. So like in reality, it's like, actually kind of hard to be alone sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like when that feeling of being alone or that loneliness is like internalized is when it feels scary because it's like, Oh, I'm like, this is alone. Like there's no one, there's no one else here in my brain or anything like that. So I feel like when it gets internalized is when it can get the most intense. But yeah, I just, I wanted to share that point because it was so, it just was a perspective I hadn't thought of before. And it's interesting too, because like, what's going to happen when you're alone? Like, what what are we so scared of? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. You're fine. <laughs> like, I, that's sometimes what I want to just tell myself, like, stop freaking out. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, pay attention to what's happening right now. Nothing bad in this moment is happening right now you're okay. And probably in tomorrow or the next day, you're going to be surrounded by people again. Like you're, everything's going to be fine. It's just like the shock of it. You're like, (gasps) Mm -hmm. well, it's almost like that. Like, it's almost like you feel like you're going to be irrelevant if you're not connecting with someone. And I think Mm -hmm. social media has a lot to do with that because like, it's so constant. I feel like I'm always shitting on social media. Like it's a very good tool, but (laughs) It has caused also a lot of issues. So I have a lot to say about it. (laughs) Um, But just like that constant contact and like, you know, if you're not posting on Instagram, where are you? Or Mm -hmm. if you're not like interacting with people, who are you? Like that kind of thing. And so I feel like that's probably 
helped instill a lot of those fears where it's like, if I'm not in the presence of someone, if I'm not communicating with someone, if I'm not in touch with them, if I'm not on their mind, I'm irrelevant. Like, or that they don't like you. Like, I think they're mad at you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think that's a fear that used to come up for me a lot is like, oh, if I'm not always like involved in these people's lives, they don't like me or like they haven't talked to me in a day. They must be thinking about how much they hate me, (laughs) even though there are literally no hints towards that at all. Uh -uh. Like that's just some weird toxic thought that I used to have. I don't really do that anymore, but I definitely used to, especially in college. Oh my God. You remember also, (laughs) this just came to my mind when you said that it's like not as relevant to like our whole topic, but I want to ask you now, (laughs) do you remember in middle school when like emojis started becoming a thing and like, God forbid you forgot to like attach an emoji or a few extra dots or something like, like change the face of communication and like, Mm -hmm if you didn't have an emoji or an exclamation point or something attached to it, it was like, Oh my God, what did I do? And it's like immediate anxiety. I get that. I feel like I'm a little bit desensitized to that because like, for example, my dad texts, he's the worst at communication, the absolute worst. (laughs) Like I'm every time I talk to him over text, I'm like pretty sure that he wishes I was dead. Like, oh, oh my God. I, he just is so terrible at texting. Like, he won't respond sometimes. Like, he, he'll say just like, okay, to important messages and just one word responses or nothing at all. And, but then in person, like, it's totally different. Like, he's so, like, like he cares. He actually cares. Like, he'll yeah. cry. Like, he, he'll cry about how he misses me. But then when I text him, it's like, pulling teeth to get him to say okay to something oh my gosh I definitely I agree texting is a tough a tough one especially emails too Ooh, emails emails stress me out they stress me out too and like I feel like I'm so phony in emails like it's like my like my customer service voice on the phone like that's how I feel emailing it's just like phony as fuck I know like I'm like don't put an exclamation you don't need to put an exclamation mark to soften the blow of things but then I'm like but I sound like do I sound like a raging bitch if I just put a period (laughs) like I don't know that is so (laughs) hilarious that punctuation (laughs) has had that much control over our lives (laughs) also a smiley face can be like nice or it can be like go fuck yourself it I know (laughs) but so that's like the other problem with texting is like it's just the context of it like you can't like there's no body language that's why I like sending you voice notes or like Mm -hmm. Marco Polo's or like when I don't know I'm always FaceTiming my dad as opposed to calling him because I just like I like being face to face Mm -hmm. and it's just like there's so much more you get out of it I don't know yeah this totally went off track but I love it um yeah like I need to video call my dad more often because his texting skills would just leave me crying. So. <laughs> Misinterpretation <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> um, but to wrap up a little bit, um, I just wanted to mention like a big theme, I feel like of this conversation and just like of loneliness in general is like there's no overall cure for it. Like you can't just like cure loneliness, but (gasps) I think what 
I feel like I just had like a cool idea, but then I realized how dumb it was and that it's actually probably been created. But I wish that there was a healthy way because <laughs> you're just going to say drugs and alcohol. But I wish <laughs> there was a healthy way that we had like this special little like magic pill that was like anti-loneliness. And so if you were feeling really intense emotions, you just like take this pill and it just it takes it away. But it doesn't do anything else to you. No damage is done. Like you're not high. Like nothing bad happens. It just eradicates that emotion until you, and then you don't get addicted to it or anything. And then once you've like lived enough, you've gone through enough time to where you like got over whatever it was that was making you feel that way, then you can just stop taking them. But it's just like a temporary fix (laughs) for the feelings, you know? (laughs) I will work on that just for you. (laughs) oh my gosh um okay what I was gonna say though was that even though you can't cure it like Kirsten will be trying to for the next few weeks um you can accept it and you can like try some of the things we've talked about in this episode and previous episodes and try to navigate your way through it and more importantly you can grow through it um and grow from it I was gonna say one last point that I was that you just reminded me of when you're going when you're growing through it as Taylor Mm. said I and I'm using this on myself is I'm looking at it as a challenge like Mm -hmm. all of these terrible emotions that I'm experiencing that make me feel like I'm dying are good because I'm my I'm growing through them and I'm looking at it as a challenge to see what I can get through and how much better I'm going to be on the other side of it and how much more secure with myself I will be and how much better I will feel and how much more equipped I will be to handle future scenarios. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. You touched on one thing that I was going to touch on also. Like it's like, instead of asking why, like, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why is this so hard? turn it around and ask like what instead of why ask what can I learn from it like Mm -hmm. what am I going to gain from this experience what can I learn from this experience what is next for me while I leave this stuff behind like I think we said that we said very similar things in our I think it was our toxic positivity episode or something like that we talked Mm -hmm. about just like turning around negative thoughts and emotions And like, I know that that those are one of the things that's like easier said than done and turning around those things, it takes a lot of work and it can take a lot of time for those things to kick in, but just try reminding yourself of those things. Like, don't think about the why, think about the what, you know, (laughs) um, so yeah, I think. I think that kind of like wraps us up pretty good. I think um, I feel like just that episode was all over the place, but I think it was a good one. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like most importantly, like loneliness is just part of your personal growth journey, and that's why you guys are all here listening to us babble anyway. So, and if you feel lonely, you can send us a DM. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can send us a DM. <laughs> Um, you can also find our, you know, 
little faces on Instagram at hello next level pod as always. Um, you can check out our link in our bio. There's like lots of fun things there, like our Goodreads. Um, you can buy us a coffee. You can leave us a review on Apple. We always really appreciate those five star reviews. And yeah, we're just glad you guys are here. And um, Kirsten's going to have more updates for you, you know, soon, whenever she feels like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I will. But until then, um, we have a lot of fun things coming up for you guys, and we're really excited. So thanks for sticking around, and have a good week. Bye. Bye.